0: I feel like I'm at Sharky's. Right now, I feel like Mike Pursuta has has commandeered the jukebox and has played like his ten consecutive Bruce Springsteen strong songs. It's about and then at night. And then you get a little bit of the ride. Um, am I am I missing anything here, the Mike? Ride? Yes. Yeah,
1: the angry What's pirate. The music? Music. you guys take the uh, angry pirate music too? We'll a, do a little. A yeah, we'll too.
0: do a little. Uh, you know, Irish punk. Uh, <laughs> but when Mike does it just himself, it's it's a lot of Springsteen. You'll get some uh, some other ride, uh, maybe some some other, uh, you know, I can't think of what else Mike will play. What what, else, what am I missing here, Mike? Well, Matt doesn't know the ride, i not does hearing he? you here, Mike. No, Mike. No, Mike. Now we got
1: you,
2: Mike. Mike on the mic. Still yeah, Matt, I don't this. think, uh, Matt doesn't know the ride, does he? He does not. I don't no. know what you're talking about with the ride. The ride is a classic song by David Allen Coe about a guy who's hitchhiking in the south and gets picked up by the ghost of Hank Williams. I see. His are, are friends, all, are you now now friends not all call him
0: Hank. That's a, okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it rings a bell. That, well, I'm sure you've heard Mike singing at the at the I say, top it, of his lungs at about 1130 at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's been known to
2: happen, but uh, right. yeah, we get a little, I I little dropkick Murphys going. We get a little Pearl Jam going. Dale and I usually – play off of one another
0: pretty yeah, well. Yeah, we get some stuff going there, what my daughter calls the Angry Pirate music, and uh, you know, you throw some <laughs> of that stuff on there. and It's good stuff. I miss it. Gets it. the place hopping a I little bit. I am missing it right now. Yeah. We're going to be missing a... Uh, tonight a pre- be the night. A pre- preseason game tonight. The Steelers would have taken the field in Canton, Ohio to play the Dallas Cowboys to open their preseason schedule. Uh, they opening the whole league's preseason schedule for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this Saturday, we, we, we would have seen uh, Bill Cower and Troy Polamalu head into the uh, be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, this would have been a, a very big weekend for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh my God. Those you know, I, I go all the way back.
2: I started covering that stuff when Joe Green went in and I've been to most of them. Uh, it used to be done basically they would set up a little podium on the steps of the hall and yep. the guys would sit, you know, kind of in front of the doors. Now it's in the stadium. But now it's in the stadium. But imagine what that was like. Steeler Nation used to take it over then, and there'd be people up on the on the overpass of I-70, <laughs> whatever that is, and every every patch of grass and in the trees. And they'd go up into Fawcett Stadium and look over the top of the the stands that, that looked down on uh, the, the Hall of Fame itself. The, the, those were some tremendous times. I think this would have uh, – to, to make a, a poor analogy, broken the internet in terms of Hall of Fame ceremonies. It, just... it, it, it may
0: next year, depending on how they do this, because <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, because next year you're going to have Alan Fanica in that class as well. You're pretty sure of that, aren't you? I'm, yeah. Having sp- having been in that room this year and talked to a bunch of the guys after the after the fact when the voting was done, uh, Fanica's getting in this year. I have not a doubt in my mind about that. There were some people that, that weren't going to vote for him uh, before Steve Hutchinson got in, well now Hutchinson is in, and those. Well, thank guys, God
2: that didn't occur.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't go with you can't have one without <laughs> like the other. I, I they don't they understand why do you couldn't other, have right. both. Right, um, that's beyond me. I mean, I voted for both. Yeah. Right. Um, they both deserve to be there. I don't understand this can't whole. two guards order. this year. No, yeah. What's the difference? Yeah,
1: I, I don't know, uh, but, but it's true that'll be four guys. I mean, including Donnie four Shatton, guys in right. one class will be unbelievable. And maybe the Steelers would also get the Hall of Fame game again.
0: Oh, they're definitely in. Oh, that's happening no matter what? They're going to be next year. It's going to be the Steelers and the Cowboys next year. They've already announced that. that. Oh, good. Yeah, might as well put (laughs) Hutchinson in. I've already made my plans uh, since my my vacation this year was canceled. um, My wife and I were supposed to go to London for our wedding anniversary. We've already scheduled it for next year, but I made sure that I scheduled it so that I'm back before the Steelers will go to training camp, and I did it early in the month of July so that that won't be an issue. But funny,
1: though, I mean, like six months ago, we were all talking like, hey, guys, get ready. It's going to be the Hall of Fame game. Summer's going to be a week early. <laughs> I mean, none of us were doing jumping jacks about it, to be honest with you. I'd do jumping
0: jacks to be in Canton right now, you know, yes. doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, Mike and I have covered some games up there, obviously, and uh, we have some uh, fun memories of, uh, you know, some things that have happened. Yeah. It's a small stadium. It's The press box is bigger now than it used to be. Mm. You can actually yes. fit more people in there at the – Back in the, the first time I covered a game there, uh, I think the Steelers <laughs> played the Buccaneers. Are you going where I think you're going? I with think this? that's exactly where I'm going, Mike. And Mike, myself, <laughs> and another reporter were sitting there, and it's it's the Hall of Fame game, right, right. And there are guys on the field in the third and fourth quarters that aren't are, are going to be packing groceries or working construction, getting off their life in hard. a few more weeks. And so we're just we're just making you know we're we're laughing it up, uh, you know. Making some fun no. of some different. There stuff. was some and critical there.
2: commentary being uttered. Yes, yes, at a, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. We, at a were... volume that was apparently too loud. Uh, Dale and I for were an old curmudgeon his, uh, who was sitting in the front row. <laughs> the analysis. <laughs> uh,
0: what would that guy call us, Dale? A bunch of sophomore reporters. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he yeah. called us. We were sophomoric. I don't know that we were sophomores. Uh, I think he got the he got his term wrong there. But uh, <laughs> and now it's you he, guys being curmudgeons us. in the front row. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> we're the old <laughs> curmudgeons, right?
2: <laughs> you know, there was another one, and I, I don't know if this was the same night or not, but uh, Matt won't appreciate this because he didn't, uh, you know, cut his teeth in the newspaper industry, but they used to have these uh, Radio Shack computers called TRS-80s, and you would type your story on it, and it had these couplers, and you'd have to have a telephone and, and hook the couplers up to the the receiver of the phone and then dial a number and, and the thing would transmit and that behold, that you... five
0: minutes later, your story would be transferred to the yeah. <laughs> like three
2: pages. It was amazing at the time, but the hall of fame uh, actually charged everybody 75 bucks to get a phone. Uh, I, I don't remember if this was the sophomore reporters year or not. It, I think it but, was. You know, yeah. You, you got to do it. Cause you need the phone to send your story. So everybody paid their 75 bucks and we all had our phones. Then the game ends. We go down to the locker room and we come back up to the press box and all the phones have been collected because the <laughs> guy wanted to go home <laughs> and there wow. was, you know, we did, a...
3: we
0: we spent that 75 dollars just so we could you know talk on the phone to so our parents yeah. and yeah. tell them how, how
1: much fun we're having
2: yeah there was some uh, disagreement with that policy expressed and it, it was done so in a manner that uh, well sophomore would have been an upgrade there but we finally got our phones back and got our stories in if it's, it would have been a, out there, if it
0: been a game a baseball game we would have gotten tossed Put no, you were. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yump yeah. would not have been happy. Because they were with you, not, right? they were like, well, we can't bring them back. You like, got to. <laughs> we should bring phones back, right, yeah, right? What are you right. doing here? That's the only reason we got them. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But that's uh, fun
2: in Canton. And then you do on field interviews and uh, you get to try to interview uh, however many players they take in a high school locker room. A very nice high school locker room. It's great. It's a great stadium for high schools. Just, I don't know if the NFL should play there, but. They don't ask me these yeah, things, Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean,
0: they've, they've upgraded it now, so it's nicer than it used to be. I mean, but it's still not... An it's an a f- high-end high school, though. It's not an I've NFL been there many stadium. Times or, I mean, it's, yeah. uh, there's small college... Like, Division three football plays there as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Like one of the D- D3 schools up Massillon, there. Massillon, Ohio, right? Um, I think that's the high school that plays there. There's a couple different ones, I believe, okay. yeah. But... Uh,
2: uh, I thought Massillon was down uh, near Cincinnati. Mas-
0: yeah, Massillon's. Yeah, that's not. Uh, that's
2: correct. I'm wrong. Yeah, you're definitely right
0: about that. I'm trying to think of which school. Would, I can't think of it, but it's it's one of the Ohio schools. Canton mm-hmm. McKinley, right? Canton McKinley. There you go. The famous. That's a legendary high school. Yeah, legendary.
4: Yeah.
1: Legendary. Hmm. Why am I? Where did where did Claret play? He was a Canton kid.
0: He might have played at Canton McKinley. I don't know. Nah, I whatever. thought he was a Youngstown guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. West, West pointing at me and say, "Yes, I I'm got." Getting that one my recruiting yet. wires crossed. You know, yeah, Youngstown is. No wonder you didn't you get him. <laughs> <laughs> right. We... <laughs> you kept sending all the wrong all school. Those right, the right, wrong right. school. <laughs>
2: that reminds me of another story. A colleague of ours won't mind uh, me sharing this. I'm sure. Uh, our buddy Jerry Dulac was once trying to cover a game, and there are two Columbias, or two Greenvilles. Yes. There's a Greenville, North Carolina, and a Greenville, South Carolina. Yes. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. I, I, I forget what he was trying to cover, but he went to the wrong one. <laughs> so he flew to the wrong one and, and he had to not get close. The call. <laughs> and and you know, it was about four hours in between, I guess. That's and, better than uh, go to uh, the yeah. wrong
1: Columbia.
0: But Matt, people think it's all <laughs> fun and games on the road. You'll remember this one, too, Mike. And, ter- and speaking of going, grind, baby. going to the wrong places, I remember the first time I met Russ Grimm. Hmm. Do you remember this one? The Steelers the Steelers were doing they were still doing the uh, the, the uh, dual practices with the Washington Redskins. Yes. And Russ was driving up. Russ was a, an assistant coach for the Redskins and I don't know if he had a GPS or what he had at the time because this was in the you know late 90s and somehow printed out map Somehow questions instead that. of going to St. Vincent College, I think he di- I think he put in where the Eagles practiced. Wow. Which is out in the eastern part of the state. Yeah, so right. He was heading the you know he took, he was three hours behind everywhere everybody else because he headed to the wrong school before he realized turned around and 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 came back to St. Vincent College because the Redskins at the time were at Frostburg State, mm-hmm. which is not that far from St. Vincent College, That's but right. it is if he tried to go through Harrisburg in, by, by, <laughs> via
2: Philadelphia or whatever, right? Did How he at that? least stop at Pat
0: Stakes and uh, fortify himself for the journey? That I do not know, <laughs> and that uh, that uh, is your your thing. Um, Mike, we we talked uh, to, to <laughs> get on a more serious thing. note here. Uh, we we had what's more serious than a pat steak? Come I don't on. know. Well, I've seen you. Hey, I've seen you be quite serious with a pat steak. In fact, I've seen you be quite serious with two pat steaks in the same night, which is just you'd be you'd be proud hard. of Lolly though. He's got
1: a big pizza sitting here in between us. He didn't yeah. put much of a dent in it though. After what he did, you did go the to the pat, you I ate half night. of it. What are you talking about it's like half gone now. After I had uh, dessert, uh, I, I ate some pizza.
0: That's but. Yeah, we had we had an opportunity to talk to Mike Tomlin today, and uh, he, uh, of course, was asked about Ben Roethlisberger. Um, said he looks, you know, he looks good. He's he's got the zip on the ball. Did say that uh, you know maybe the spiral's not quite as tight as what Deontay Johnson is saying, but <laughs> yeah, Johnson didn't get a lot of time to throw with Ben Roethlisberger last year, but said he's right on schedule.
2: Well, and also you got to look at it from Deontay Johnson's perspective. He's apparently learned that if you're going to play wide receiver, you should probably say really nice things about the quarterback. You know, always say, helps. He's great <laughs> and you love him because that's the guy that's got to throw you the ball. What's second year guy from Toledo? Oh, I don't know. He looked pretty half, half baked to me. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we <laughs> can count on this guy. I mean, you're, you're not going to get that. He ain't and, all he cracked up and, to be. Yeah. And I get all the excitement. I mean, the guy has been gone a long time, even though he was on the sideline and whatnot. I mean, this is a much anticipated event, him coming back and putting the shorts on and doing whatever he's doing over there. Uh, good perspective I thought from Mike Tomlin Dale when uh he, he said there's you know no issue whatsoever with the process yes and there's nothing alarming but I don't I don't think Ben is ready to uh dissect the Ravens defense in the red zone as we speak
0: Or are even line up against the Giants in week 1 or that yeah well I don't know maybe maybe the Giants <laughs> yeah they're pretty bad uh today was also the opt out Deadline yeah, that passed at today. 4 o'clock. Um, I would talk to some people in the organization. I was told the Steelers, definitely ha- they don't have anybody that, that has opted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So, Steeler fans can breathe a little sigh of relief there. Um, Deadline kind of went through with a whimper. I, I yeah, I think if you were going to opt out, you did so early. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no reason to... Uh, to, to you know string it along because you know you had to show up and go, and go to practice Well, if you're going to go to practice and go through the practices for the few first few days right. you might as well keep doing it you know so 66 players opted out around the league which is essentially a football team mm-hmm. um that number of them wouldn't have been surprise you mike or is though, you, you thought it would be higher lower what what uh where you, where you come down on that
2: uh, you know w- without uh, having any kind of experience or track record to to base an expectation upon. I thought there would be a small but significant number. And in the, other words, I thought, yeah. I, thought that, I thought some some real players would opt out. And I think let's face it: if you made twelve million last year, you're in a much better position to, to take a year
0: without pay than
2: uh, if you're a third year guy. Yeah. And we yeah, we, yeah, we saw so. some
0: guys, some some bigger name guys in baseball, for example, opt out. Mm. Uh, we saw yeah. some big names in in, in football, but nobody. Like none of the quarterbacks, no. none of the star, you know, none of the real
1: star players. Tre Davis White was like the one that was was on the foul. Wow, fence. that would yeah. have been a
0: real game changer. But mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, you know, I, I, I realized are you, dis- are you dissing Dont'a Hightower? I am a little bit. I mean, he's a good player. He's not a great mm-hmm. player. Is kind of my the sheer point. Like, numbers of what the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, was, you, you, you didn't yeah. see yeah. a one you minute. didn't see a Michael Thomas or a sure. you know, somebody who's a who's a star star player Pro Bowl opt out. Yeah. You are it would have been funny though, if
2: Brady opted out. <laughs> I've had enough.
1: You are seeing though. Never mind. That Russo kid from Miami, I just saw it go across. He's opting out. He's some college players, yeah. Yeah, you know, Parsons from Penn State. Those guys are like top five picks, you know. Presumably, the college studs are opting out like crazy right now.
0: You know, and that's a different. Uh, I don't blame them. The college thing's a do. different thing because, you know, you, the, the rules are. are, are I mean. I always looked at that differently because you could say, okay, the pro leagues are going to play and, and you're being paid and you're professional. Um, how could the colleges tell these kids that you have to come back and play sports without having the rest of the student population also come back to but school?
1: Sally doesn't have to come back to do biology, but you got to come back. i got to come sports. back and play football right. or i got to
0: come back and play soccer or whatever it is. It's just a different – it's a different animal. Uh, so, I mean, I, I kind of understand college players not wanting to do it. You're going to have to live on campus. You're going to have to go to school, and if you're not really much into that to begin with, yeah, if that's not what you're there for, that's not what you're there for. One, you're right. there to, you know, th- you're there to get drafted into the NFL. You might as well start the clock rolling here. Uh, I think Especially that's you one of a the, good year. I think it's one of the reasons why the league did away with the supplemental draft this summer because they knew they'd get flooded. Oh, I think they'd be a ton of players. I think yeah. all these
1: guys, off the mat, would have. Right. Yeah, I think they would changed jumped right the balance in. of power.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but anyways, we're going to take a break. Uh, he is Mike Persuda. That's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to uh, our uh, tr- NFL, our training camp report here on uh, Steelers Nation Radio. We're wrapping up the day here, the day's events as they happened in Steeler land today. Not a ton of news coming out of the team this year t- today. And given the opt-out uh, period that happened today, that's a good thing. And uh, I, I did want to talk about uh, some other things uh, happening around the league. We'll do that right after this on Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. You are listening to the Training Camp Report here on Steelers Nation Radio. And Mike, I I, I know you might have seen this story earlier today. I, maybe you didn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it here though, and it involves some college football stuff. Did you see the Michigan Ohio State news from today? I did. You gotta love that one. I, I do. Oh, my, Matt Matt doesn't know this. So during a conference call among Big Ten coaches on Monday. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh reportedly interrupted Ohio State's Ryan Day and accused the Buckeyes of breaking the rules regarding on-field instruction. Ah, lovely. Yeah, he, uh, he said he uh, Harbaugh asked Day about a photo that uh, reportedly showed Buckeyes assistant coach Al Washington working with the team's linebackers, something that the NCAA rules prohibit until Friday. And uh, Harbaugh's always a likable sort. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Day said, how about I worry about my team and you worry about yours? And then later in the day, <laughs> apparently while Day was, was uh, talking to his team via a Zoom meeting. Uh, this is the good part. This is the good part. He said, uh, we're going go to tra- go hang 100 points on them this year. <laughs> <laughs> is it really a good idea if you are Jim Harbaugh? Right. When's to, the last to time they beat To poke the them? bear when
1: you've never beaten the bear. Yeah. That's, that's not that's becoming not much of a rivalry anymore. I mean, it's just a, a bot whooping.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was 56-27 last year. Was it? Uh Not been close. Harbaugh's 0-5 against the Buckeyes, who have now won eight straight in that series in 15 of the past 16 games. Wow. This reminds me of Browns fans who constantly want to win one game against the Steelers every ten years, and that's all you hear about for the next decade. Right, right, right. There's a new king in town, king of the north. Yeah, yeah, sure you are.
2: (laughs) uh, Jim Harbaugh is uh, comically entertaining and uh, vastly overrated. You hope he stays there
0: for a good long time, right?
2: He can stay there as long as he wants. (laughs) That's... Speaking, I, of the, I don't get. Yeah. I don't get. In all seriousness, I don't get the fascination with that guy. Not only have they never won the Big Ten championship, they've never played in the Big Ten championship because wow. he's never finished higher than third in his division. Wow, I didn't realize and yet, that. And yet, there will be there will be AP voters that uh, vote them in the top ten preseason, and then by the end of the season, they'll be out of it. <laughs> And then they'll talk all offseason about, well, Harbaugh's going to do this and that, and, oh, he took them to Guam, and they met the Pope, and they're practicing on the moon. and They're doing everything but winning big games against good teams, especially if that team is ranked and especially if you're on the road.
0: But, hey, say hi to the Pope. Not that you've given this much thought. Right. Nah, very little. Uh, Mike, uh, Matt sent me something today. Uh, It's the Steelers 2020 schedule, and it includes their odds – the entire season in terms of the, what the point spreads are, currently sit at right now. Wow. This is right up your alley. <laughs> so I, I thought this would be something interesting to talk about. The, the Steelers, uh, actually, they have every, point spread for every game except for the, the finale in Cleveland because they have to wait and see if Cleveland's going to be firing the coach at that point, I guess. Maybe it's a,
1: like a uh, fantasy thing where you don't count week 17 yet. or Oh, they count. I mean, I know they count, but I mean, <laughs> it's weird they would only have one not have a number on it. Yeah.
0: Well. Anyway, so yeah. the Steelers uh, favored in ten of those fifteen games uh, that are on this schedule, including a three and a half point favorites in New York against the Giants in the opener. Does that sound about right to you? Actually, sounds a little low to me. That's what I thought too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, maybe they're they're hedging their their bets, so to speak, uh, on uh, Ben Roethlisberger's return. Uh, but that does sound very low against what should be a very bad Giants team. Yeah, yeah, you know
2: those New York teams have a tendency to be overrated a little bit by the general public. Kind
0: of like Jim Harbaugh in the Michigan
2: uh, Wolverine. Yeah, right? publicity does not necessarily <laughs> translate into production. Or a cool
0: nickname, like Dan, or not-so-cool not nickname like Danny, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, it's dreadful. Yeah,
2: that well, is a cool yeah. nickname. I think it's
0: – And they awful. are the New York football giants. That's a pretty cool thing, too. That's good. I, I like that. I don't like Danny Dimes. You should actually have to do something before you're named Man Genius or – you know, Danny Dimes. <laughs> they, they don't have a good track record in New York with, with giving guys nicknames like that in these days. It just doesn't hasn't worked out so well. Mike, you're laying the three and a half there, though, huh?
2: I believe I am.
1: I think I would, too.
0: The Steelers then return Prime home. Uh, they come back home in week two. They're currently a five and a half point favorite over the Denver Broncos. How's that one I strike think I'm
2: gonna, I think I'm going to give it up there, too. Are you kidding me? Ben Roethlisberger's return home? Right. Yeah, that's uh, in front of nobody. I think he might be a little fired up for that one. His first
1: home game in more than a year. thinking the Denver D could keep it close. That's not a bad number,
0: but I have no in that might, Denver uh, offense. Yeah, Drew so. Locke might uh, throw a couple to the Mink and Fitzpatrick there.
1: I think he's going to be under a lot of pressure, too.
0: Uh, then the Steelers, in week three, get the Watt Bowl. They host mm-hmm. the Houston Texans. They are four-and-a-half-point favorites there. Hmm.
2: Now we're starting to get interesting. Yeah, so I like might take a, the points there. Did they give
0: you over/unders, Dale, or is it just spread? just straight just the straight points? Yeah. Okay.
2: I think there could be a lot of over on that one too. Yeah, that's what I, that the uh, Deshaun Watson fellow tends to play a lot of over games. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I don't think their defense is much to. Uh, I think it's horrible. I think it's pretty bad. Right. Yeah. So that that'll that'll be an interesting one. I don't think they're going to run the ball particularly well either. Uh,
2: then this uh, and, team... uh,
0: and and what is that team going to look like
2: without Hopkins? We have no idea. Right? No I idea. Mean, they yeah. were, when they had him and Fuller healthy, they were formidable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like now.
0: Uh, week four, they head on the road uh, to one of your favorite road venues and and mine as well. We head to Nashville for at the Tennessee Titans. Steelers getting three points there.
1: Yeah, that's
0: that's about right. I'd
1: say I think Tennessee should be favored. Yes, three seems a little steep. We'll see. I mean, I, I that's a that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Too good. It is a tough teams. one. Tennessee runs the ball well, but their pass protection is rough.
0: And it can, I can't imagine it's got have gotten better without. No, there's yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the right tackle's a big, you know, heavy footed first round pick type guy. You know, he's not gonna he's gonna struggle early on. Yeah. Uh,
0: they return home, then in week five, to face uh, Mike's hometown Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, who are giving – the Steelers giving a point and a half. I'll give that. I think I like the home team there. If the game were Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia, I would pick the Eagles. The Steelers never win there. The Eagles never win here. That's kind of how that series goes. Um, Seems reasonable. Stay at home. The next week you get the Cleveland Browns. This one's only minus three and a half. Wow. I'm taking the Steelers minus three and a half against the Browns at home. Right.
1: I I feel like the Steelers – At home, absolutely. Right. Yeah.
0: That's a no-brainer. Uh, I feel like that should be the spread if it was in Cleveland. Yeah, right. That's you know what I that's mean? yeah that that would be more natural. Week seven, uh, the Steelers head to Baltimore uh, for their first meeting with the Ravens. Right now, they are a six point underdog in that game. I'll take those uh, Baltimore Ravens. I would take in the Ravens way. in that one do. as well. Steelers have a bye in week eight. Then they go back on the road again. This time at Dallas, where they're getting three and a half points. Hmm. Come off the bye, get a little fresh. I think I like the, th- I like the points there. I
2: I like I the points. I like points, not getting or giving, but I think I like points. There'll be a
0: the lot game. of points in that game for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'll take Dallas. But I, I think uh, if it stays with the hook there, I don't know that Dallas blows them out. Uh, just...
1: That's their longest road trip of the year? Steelers?
0: That is the uh, longest road trip of the year, unless you consider Jacksonville a longer road trip. It's right, a six right. one-way half. that right, right. Uh the, the Steelers return home. They face the Cincinnati Bengals and rookie quarterback Joe Burrow for the first time. That's in week ten. They are seven and a half point favorites in that game. Remember when Dick Lebeau was the defensive coordinator and played rookie uh, quarterback? Yeah, just destroyed them. Just destroyed them. I'll take seven I don't and, think and a half d- though. The only one who beat them was Troy Smith and that in a meaningless game in the uh in the finale. Um yeah. I, I like the Steelers in that one. I think they'll hmm. they'll confuse him. I'll take sure. seven and a half though. You take seven and a half.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I think the Steelers control it, but seven and a half is a pretty big number. In front of no fans. Then they head to Jacksonville, where they are six and a half point favorites on the road.
2: You think they usually, usually would be there? They yeah.
0: always. I, I think they win the football game. Uh, yeah. But, Ugly. Yeah. Six 12, and a a 9, lot.
2: something. Yeah. Something, yeah that,
0: Fourteen ten, whatever it may be, they find a way to win the football game, but they don't cover the spread. Then Jackson's they return. Bad though. They return home on the short week, uh, host the Ravens on a Sunday or a Thursday night game on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. Right? They're giving two and or they're getting two and a half points there. I'll tell you, I, I think I'll take the points at home in that one on a short week, road trip the week before. I'll, I'll take the Ravens. Okay, you think they? Sweep I would this think year? that would
1: be three, three and a half ish
0: yeah I'll take the birdies, okay uh then they go back on the road to follow or I'm sorry, they're home again the following week. it's their largest point spread on this one. They host the Washington football team hmm. eight and a half points <laughs> and
1: you get like a ten gate or ten days to prepare for it ten
0: days to prepare for it. It's a uh eight and a half point spread. I think they blow them out I think half the th- yeah, they might as well put troll. they might as well put the statue of Robert e. lee in the backfield uh that they've taken down all over the country. <laughs> Because that's Dwayne Haskins in the backfield. He is not going to be. A, he won't be able to escape. No, that's, that's a that's trouble. a ten sack game. <laughs> ten. I've that seen a couple. A record, of those. by the way. Ten. It is ten. I've, we've seen it, it, it a couple it of times. Ten? Yeah, we've seen him get to that number a couple of times. Now it gets a little more interesting. Uh, the Steelers back on the road in Week 14. They head to Buffalo, uh, where they are getting two and a half points against the Bills. I'll take the I'll take the points there. Yeah, you don't like in the Buffalo. Bills. I'm yeah, down on Buff- the Bills. Yeah, in Buffalo, getting two and
1: a half general consensus.
0: I'll uh, I'll give that's a I'll Sunday night game.
2: To, yeah,
0: that matters too. Buffalo. Actually, but they have three primetime games on the road. Right? Three out of four here in this little stretch uh, because they return home for a Monday night game. Well, actually, they go back on the road. They stay on the road for a Monday night game in Cincinnati. Uh, they're giving three and a half points on Monday night. They never lose on Monday. I'll take nights. that one. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna. I took
1: the Bengals the first time around. I'll take the Steelers with that one. Yeah. gladly give you three and a half. Uh,
0: then they return home to play the Colts, their their uh, regular season finale at home. That's Indianapolis in December in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers giving two and a half points there. Hmm. I, I like the home team in that one. I'll, I'll take. I them. like them, but not by a whole lot more than that. Yeah, I think I they win. The number would be like a a point.
1: I thought it'd be like one one
0: and a half. I think they're making concessions for the weather there as well. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, um, in the in the cold. I'll take the Steelers. Okay. And then, of course, that Week 17 game at Cleveland. No line on that one, but uh, certainly uh, you would think that the Steelers should be at least a pick em game at the very worst, even if as the Browns... As it stands today, yeah. yeah I would even. think so. Uh, also, th- of note in this, um, the Steelers finished 12-4 and four in unders last year, as Mike well knows. Um, scored just 18.1 points per game, which was the sixth fewest. Uh, their uh, number right now... To uh, get to the Super to win the Super Bowls plus twenty five hundred. That's the tenth best odds, fourth best in the AFC, uh, and they're plus twelve hundred to win the fourth conference.
2: best in the AFC. Yeah, is Tennessee the third?
0: I bet it's Indy, probably Indy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, they don't they don't have yeah. it
2: here, but um, I could see that.
0: The first two are
2: obvious. I was just wondering who the third one was.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I that's not a bad bet.
2: Not a bad bet. I'm, I'm kind of glad you went there with the, the schedule, Dale, are. because we were talking about, I think, yesterday to the day before, we were talking about run defense yeah. and how it's got to get better. And if you look at this schedule, uh, Baltimore finished first in the NFL in rushing on the schedule twice. Dallas finished fifth in the NFL in rushing on the schedule. Buffalo finished eighth in the NFL on the schedule. Houston ninth on the schedule. Indianapolis seventh on the schedule. And then some of these teams that did not finish as top ten rushing teams – you still have the likes of Joe Mixon in Cincinnati to deal with, uh, Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville, uh, Sha- Saquon Barkley with the New York Football Giants, and that guy named Bell for the Jets. So uh, they're going to be hmm. tested by teams that can either run the ball or have great running backs.
0: The key to those games, and I think Vince Williams brought it up and said it nicely yesterday, is the, is that you got to get the leads on those games on those teams. Yeah, you got to force them to to uh, you know get out of that running game. I think they can do that against some of those teams. The Dallas game could be a back-and-forth shootout kind of game. We'll see what they can do with the Ravens. Matt likes to bring up the fact that the Ravens, what was it, 5.1 points per game they averaged leading by after one quarter. After one quarter. After one quarter, they had a five-point lead on average. Every game. Uh, they had a...
1: Over a touchdown going into the yeah, halftime. Over a touchdown. The yeah, they league. played with a lot yep.
0: of leads last year, which allowed them to continue yep. running the ball. And, of course, you still have about, Lamar Jackson to deal about with. About 39 out of 60 minutes a game, they had the lead. Which is and just... They started 0-0. Yeah, yeah. which is just nuts. Um, but to your point, you know, the Browns are, are going to run the football this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're going to... definitely be a better running game. And, and I think, again, I think that's why... They don't have much of an issue putting Vince Williams back in the lineup because he gives them another an additional run stuffer in there. They didn't they didn't you know didn't have that last year with Mark Barron and, and uh, Devin Bush on the field together. I mean, you had two run and hit linebackers, but you didn't. They that's great when you're playing passing teams, mm-hmm. but when you're playing a run team, you better have somebody who's a thumper.
2: Yeah, and he certainly fits the bill there. Uh, I, I like the way he phrased that too. He first talked about. Uh, Defense, we got to get off the field. We got to get more turnovers. Like, how can you get more turnovers? <laughs> Come on. You're not going to get as many as you got last year. I mean, that's some, That's just the way that stuff works, right? I mean, very um, unlikely, right. But then he also went around to saying, yeah, and I also wouldn't mind it if the offense would score a little more and then we'd be ahead instead of behind and then teams would have to throw
0: instead of run. Yeah. I ran the numbers on that.
2: He buried the lead, Dale, just out of (laughs) uh, respect and deference to the guys on the offensive side of the ball.
0: I ran those numbers uh, in the off season, went through all the game books and figured out how many times or how many minutes they held a a lead of more than a touchdown last year. It was like a hundred very busy. It was like a hundred minutes last year that they had a lead (laughs) of more and, and 70 of that came in two games. Yeah. When they played, they played the, 11 one-score games. I mean, they just – ridiculous. And the, the thing that struck me the most about that was uh, – what made me think of that was the way they finished the game down in Arizona, Mike, uh, where they had a lead. Um, they had to give the ball back to the Cardinals, and Mike Tomlin looked at his defense, his front four, and said, you guys go end this. And they did exactly that. Sack. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. So Actually, he g-
2: what he said was time to be great. Yeah. I, I know because I was down on the field. Okay. I do uh, – <laughs> I do a post-game interview uh, right on the field for the Steeler Radio Network after the game, and uh, that was insane. They came after Kyler Murray. I think it was sack-sack-flush, and he fumbled, and then they got a pick. Yeah, Uh, It it, it was like... Buildings falling on top
0: of him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, but we didn't get a chance to see a lot of that last year because they didn't have enough leads. Like never. If yeah, they're playing right, with double right. digits, if they even get an an eight point lead or a seven point lead late in games, they could. The way this team rushes the passer, I, I would not want to be that opposing quarterback.
1: No, we didn't see enough of it at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, right. too many times last year they're rushing the passer when they're down three points, where they're you know it's an, it's a tie game or something like mm-hmm. that, and they're still the other team still has the ability to run the football. If they get leads, if Roethlisberger is Roethlisberger, even a close facsimile, uh, facsimile of such, uh, that defense, while it might not get the same number of turnovers that it got last year, I mean, 70 sacks is, with, with the guys that they have up front, um, I, I mean, at least 60-plus is certainly a possibility.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, it, there's not um, – that was another point that Vince Williams made, uh, one of the reasons he had success – playing that uh, you know front four position that he was
0: unaccustomed to playing because there's so many good rushers around him. He can't block everybody. No, you certainly can't. And uh, But we're going to take a break. He is Mike Pursuta. That's Matt uh, Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Training Camp Point Report here on Steelers Nation Radio. Of course, our Steelers coverage is brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank is the official bank of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the official radio station of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stay right here. We'll have more Steelers talk right after this.
3: The pictures tell the story. This life had many shades. How to wake up. Tray, down a little something then be on my way I far and wide, laid this
0: Mike and I vaguely recall last year or maybe two years ago now I guess seeing this played. The Angry Pirate Concert you guys went to. The Angry Pirate Concert. Yeah. Mike, Mike and I have actually gone the last two years <laughs> to see Flogging Molly, uh, but two years ago it was Flogging Molly and those guys, uh, which was just unbelievable. And uh, Those guys. Those guys. Dropkick Murphys. Dropkick Murphys, absolutely.
2: Yeah, that's a great tune. Uh, he does a uh, – or they do a duet uh, with Bruce Springsteen. On that song, it all comes back. Uh, always to show. How does that come around? They also, but no. Where I was going with this was, you'll probably hear at least one lyric drop from that song during one of my pregame show opening monologues because there's a line in there about um, uh, this one's for our favorite game, black and gold. We wave the flag. Yes. That's for the, to, the Bruins, actually, actually talk, yeah. We're talking about the Bruins, but I'm not going to mention that. <laughs> I, I, I think it kind of fits with the Steelers. But, the, you know, the guy's talking about all his tattoos, and the one, you know, I got your name in a rose tattoo is the most special one. But, uh, yeah, that uh, I'd never get tired of hearing that, Dale.
0: No, that's a good one. Uh, plenty of good ones that we, again, would we'll be playing right now. Well, not tonight in, in if we were at training camp, because tonight we would be in Canton uh but yes. those songs would have been played much plenty of times uh, plenty of times over the, the previous 2 weeks had we actually been in Latrobe but uh, enjoying the uh the atmosphere that is uh tra- training camp at St Vincent College um you know I may have said, to just go to Sharky's
2: that. i i assume they have internet there Wi-Fi. yes i assume uh, that I'm, they do I'm if they up don't with John you can you.
0: yeah John can John can help you out there Three of us could do I may you. have to pack up the laptop and drive down the
2: road and just go find a table and sit there and talk because that's, you know. <laughs> we might join you if
0: you do that. They could put you in the pier <laughs> at the very least. Put you out on the pier. It's, out, you know, open open wind. I know you don't like the pier as much as Sharkies itself, but it's kind of a, a pool or the pond kind of thing i mean, we get off the air at three o'clock.
1: Yeah, we get off the air at 3 o'clock. We could be up there by 6 Oh, four. we could
0: actually absolutely make it there in time. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and I would do that. We may have t- to make this happen. <laughs> Take it on the road. Yeah. I'm in. Take it on the road. The wheels are spinning. St. <laughs> Vincent's would put us up for a night, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they did they used to have a deal with the uh, the, the hotel right next door. So, if, you mm-hmm. know. Could... That Arnie Palmer one's not too bad. And they are probably the, a lot of those rooms because of uh, – the lack of Steelers training camp this year, probably sitting empty this, this time. Somebody's listening that can think, make that happen, I bet. Think there's a vacancy or two? I think there's probably a vacancy or two. I, I mean, that's going to be devastating for that area this summer. You already had, yeah. you know, shut down for the summer. I'm sure the the businesses out there were really looking forward to hosting Steelers training camp as they've done every year since right. 1966. Um, it's not to mention all the month. people, man. I
2: mean, we do those shows and uh, people come up to you and start talking. And I'm from here, and I'm from there, and I mean, my brother drove lives, in just you know, for this, yeah, right, right, kind of 30 years but in a row. People plan vacations around it, and uh, my brother lives in suburban Washington D.C. He's got season tickets, and he comes to camp every year. Yeah, wasn't there
1: a family from Mississippi that came up and had to sign their terrible towel?
0: Oh yeah, they come. Right, they right, come right. from all over. Right. I mean, you know, my 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 cousin lives in uh, He lives in a, a small fishing village in Alaska. He's actually from you know the Greensburg area, and when he comes, Is home, that called he, somewhere Alaska. It's, it's Alaska, something yeah. like that because you, you put it this way, you have to fly into Anchorage and then take like a, a biplane, wow, <laughs> with the with you know out to this village where they land in the water, and then he has to and, and that's where they're at all year long. He's, he teaches at home, ex- huh? teaches a school there, Boom. at a school there with like ten students. Um, <laughs> it, it's yeah, he's it's in it's officially the middle of nowhere. Uh, and he makes sure that when he comes back every summer to visit with his parents, he does it during training camp so he can come really out cool. and watch training camp. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge deal. And, obviously, uh, nobody getting to see training camp right now, including us. Which Most importantly, us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I was thinking about this earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago, Mike. I've gone – this is my 28th year of covering the team. And so I've, I've seen at some football – for pretty much, I mean, the most, the longest you go without seeing at least a practice on the field is maybe a month or two. Live football. Live football. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember in that entire time going. What are we? Seven months into this year. Eight months into this year. The last live football I saw was at the Super Bowl because I was there, um, and that's been it. Nothing since uh, in person. It's 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 really is. Uh, I I don't know. It's been it's weird. It just feels weird not to be watching a football practice. Definitely feels weird not being at Saint Vincent. Uh, Mike Tomlin kind of referenced
2: that a little bit today when he talked about everybody having that internal clock. Yeah, and, you and feel he like loves it a that. I mean, he
0: just loves the that venue. Yeah. He he would do the, he would do the entire season and have those guys stay at Saint Vincent year round if, if he could if he could swing that. Um, he as, yeah. <laughs> as, as would I. Bill. It, as would I.
1: It's really hit me this week, you know, because we're doing two shows a week. You know, you have been camping out here between shows, finding places to you know pass the time, and it has a, a little bit of a camp feel to it. You know. And yeah, I, I, I've, I've this been. Week it didn't hit I've me
0: commandeered much. the uh, the little uh, room where you put the talent at off the DVE uh, coffee house. Oh, the green room. That's a nice little spot. It's a nice <laughs> little eye. spot. I, I brought some movies with me from home. I was sitting there watching movies today. I, I had some Will Ferrell in, uh, <laughs> watching that, and and doing my writing and stuff. It's it's a nice little nice little spot. That's where I sleep after night games. I'll bet that's quiet. i yeah, will think about taking a little yeah. nap
2: after. Yeah, I've, I've or thought if about the road too. trip is, if the road trip was uh, long enough that we don't land till one or two in the morning, I just crash on that couch till six and then get up and let it. Yeah, re- oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's good, a good spot. Uh, it's nice and chilly up there. Good, good, find by you, Dale. The good the good scout <laughs> is rewarded for for diligence and going the extra mile. That's yeah, I, I peeked
0: in that room the first day we were here because uh, Brian Lamartina La said, "Hey, you can use that. They have the the blog or not the blog room the uh, Podcast, the podcast room the yeah, podcast that room good, next door right? and i'm you know that was that was okay We're fine but then i'm walking past that room and i'm like well that room has got a tv and a couch <laughs> right. there's a refrigerator in there yeah. i'm camping out there i'm just <laughs> you know i'm not gonna b- break anything or anything but i'm gonna hang out there they got video games i mean what more do you want mm-hmm. not to mention
2: you can go into the performance studio and all those chairs have uh, removable pillows
0: oh do they so ah,
2: know good that. to know it's you can load up if you're not, uh, you know, making wow. it just comfy the way you
0: want it. Better now you're now you're putting some ideas in my mind there. I I do like to get some work done in the afternoon. It does feel like a camp situation. Ah, right, take, right, a right, day, yeah, yeah. take a nap.
2: Is, is there anything better in this world? There probably is. The
0: after-lunch tr- nap uh, at training camp yes, before you get on the practice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you stand
2: around in front of the gym for about an hour, and you get a couple interviews in the tape recorder or the audio recorder. Maybe you go back recorder. and transcribe them.
0: You and go you, have a yeah. nice
2: lunch and then you come back and you take a snooze till practice. Oh, full man. Full belly. That's living.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go watch what you're going to see. You got your story. Crank that air conditioning down
2: to about 38 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> making it's me awesome. miss it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Even on those beds, it, it, I know you get a full bed at St. Vincent College. Matt and yes. I both uh, sleep on the, the college beds there. Yeah. Uh, it's more. No, of, you got you to rent. You got to rent. I, Bring know. It in. I, I don't mind it though. Treat that's... yourself. Treat yourself. You're worth the investment. <laughs> A bed's a bed to me. I'll fall asleep anywhere. You know, it doesn't really matter. But I just, <laughs> Some nights
2: easier than others. <laughs> some nights easier, night and there's years, no yeah. doubt
0: about that. But I, I do enjoy the camp setting so much. And for those of you listening who haven't gotten an opportunity to go to the Steelers training camp at St. Vincent College, I I've, I've highly recommend it. It's the best access that you're going to get really to any football team around the league. I mean, I, I, can't, oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine anybody has better access than that, uh, especially now that most of the teams are doing things out of their facility. And I, that was one of the things that was asked of me when the Steelers had to take the training camp and move it to, to Heinz Field this year. Uh, people immediately asked, was well, this going to mean the end of, of St. Vincent College? And I'm like, there's no way. No way. There's no way. I, there's just no way that I see, as long as uh, someone named Rooney owning right. the team, they're going to be at St. Vincent College. They would have been safer there yeah, anyway.
2: That, it's a good point by you, Dale, uh, about putting out on the bucket list if you're a Steelers fan, wherever, you're, yeah. wherever you are uh, accessing our show, wherever you happen to be and however you're accessing our you show. You might even and run into us. We're not hard you to find what? there. <laughs> we're in one of two places. <laughs> I think next year will be uh, – I think next year's going to be nuts. Next, Could be. Everybody's going to want – all the people that usually go missed it this year, they're going to want to go – and a bunch of other people probably be jonesing for it and uh might be a little nuts out there next year which is kind of the way we like
0: it right absolutely i mean it, were, it got to the point last year where somebody had matt and i sign their terrible towels <laughs> right. we devalued those terrible towels last year but uh, we do enjoy doing the shows uh from chuck noel field stadium there uh we, we usually are sitting at the on the uh under the tent there on the right? tent right. Uh, overlooking the, the, the stadium Good when stuff. we do our, our one to three show which is our our normal time slot for the drive and we get some interaction there with the fans. They'll yeah. come and ask us questions and stuff like that. It's it's just such a great holes time. Are fun at night yeah, too. you see people. And, you know, just such a great time. I, I miss it. Um, I know you miss it as well. Even though you're just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Latrobe yourself, you and I'm sure you and your wife uh, can uh, head over there and, and get dinner if you wanted to. Um, not quite the same. Not quite the same. <laughs> not. Uh, yeah, that's that's well put. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> How about a romantic even oh, at
2: Sharky's, oh. huh? <laughs> I'm not going to. Although, full disclosure, we'll we met at
0: They met at Sharky's, so there you go. Uh-huh. It's a special place. We met place. at Sharky's during a, during a training camp. So. She's a keeper, then. That's a – I mean, what more do you need to know than that? That's it. That's done. Mike Pursuta met his wife at training camp. Yeah. At Sharky's,
1: too. I mean, that's Halloween That's um,
0: just another reason why you should put that on your bucket list.
1: Yeah. She's a keeper, Mike.
0: Well – she Before. would throw. Her, she would throw him
1: back at this point. Yeah,
2: I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm. hanging on. I'm just trying to get that next year's contract. Come on, I could be a role player. I'm not totally useless. Right, I'll cover kicks. I'll do whatever. Yeah.
0: She hasn't. She hasn't killed you through this entire thing, with her being retired now and you being at home the entire time through this. Uh, if you've made it this far, I think you're. I think you're safe. You might be other woods. Touch and go a couple times, but I think I'm
2: on the other side of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> lab's still alive, too. We bring him on every Wednesday. His, his wife has not killed him yet either. I uh, spoke with him today. I can confirm that. <laughs> so unless she taped, uh, you know, set up some tapes of him and just is playing them back to us. I haven't physically seen him. I have physically seen you, at least on Zoom calls, but I have not yet seen Labs. So it could be just his voice recorded into a computer. I don't know. <laughs>
2: That's actually not a bad idea. We should probably all record a bunch of shows, so in the event we ever can't do them, we can still do them. I mean, over the last three months, I've said the same thing
1: ten times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Wes could compile something to make you believe I'm sitting here.
0: Yeah, I think so. But uh, anyways, uh, we're going to take a break. Mike, we're going to let you go. We appreciate you stopping by and uh, dropping some knowledge on us, re- reminiscing over – the uh, the Hall of Fame game, training camps, that uh, the, the fun times that we have out there. Again, uh, I think next year because of that that Hall of Fame game, because of that training camp without one this year. I think next summer is going to be nuts. Well, I think the three of us will have make to make your it plans, out. Steeler, Steeler Nation. You do, Wesley. I'm
2: sorry. Make your plans. Yeah, yep. make them early. Plan it out. Yeah, you'll, we're you'll, going to bring our game. You'll games. thank us. You'll thank
0: us. You'll you'll bump into us and say, "This
2: is a great. I can't believe I never did this
0: before." Absolutely, there's not no dot in my mind. But uh, that is Mike Pursuta. Uh, I'm Dale Lally here with Mike. Yeah, with Matt Williamson, Mike uh-huh. Williamson, somebody else that I know. Uh, but I'm here with Matt Williamson. This is the training camp report on Steelers Nation Radio. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Uh, David Lee Roth or a Sammy guy when it comes in David yeah yeah so. strong replacement guy I didn't though. mind right. you know, the, the Sammy stuff but No 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 I mean, strong David, band for yeah David six Lee eight Roth years, or something like uh, that
1: right yeah that, I mean Sound like he was a bit of a problem child. Cut my teeth on that kind of stuff.
0: I've I've watched the uh, behind the band, making of the band, breaking of the band. Breaking the band. I saw the other day not too long ago. Yeah. They made him the lead singer because he happened to have an amplifier that his dad bought him. Not because he was talented or anything like (laughs) that. But he ended up being a good one. He ended up being a good front man. High maintenance, though. Yeah. Very high maintenance. To say the least. Anyways, uh, speaking of guys who have been, been around for a long time. Right. Uh, NFL.com ranked their 30 players over the age of 30 this okay. year. So you had to be 30 years old as of September,
1: the start of the season. Okay, I was wondering what the cutoff yeah. was. Not that I know is this guy 29 or 30, yeah. but you know.
0: So the top Let's 30. Go. There's one Steeler on the list. Now they did say that uh, players who sat who are out for 2020. Such as Brandon Brooks or Dante Hightower. Not that Dante Hightower would make this list, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think. Uh, Brandon Brooks, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or who missed a significant amount of time in 2019, such as Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, AJ Green, and Twent- Trent Williams are not included on this list. Fair enough. Okay. If that's the okay. rules, that's the rules. That's I the mean, rules.
1: That's the thing about lists. Those we are the rules. A lot of lists
0: before, yeah. right? So number 30. Drum roll. Patrick oh. Peterson, cornerback, okay.
1: Arizona Cardinals. I mean, he would have been a lot higher a couple years ago. He'd probably been top five,
0: top 10. Could get back to that. Could be. Could be. Uh, Number 29, Jarrell Casey. He was traded in the offseason from the Titans to the Broncos. He is 30 this year. Uh, Comes in at number 29.
1: I think that's a nice pickup for the Broncos, but obviously there wasn't a massive market for him. And I, I mean, I think he's starting to dwindle a little.
0: Number 28, a guy the Steelers see quite often. Uh, he's 32 years old, a defensive tackle, Geno Atkins of the Bengals. I still think he's highly disruptive.
1: I think he's a handful. I mean, I don't think he's one of the top five defensive tackles like he was for much of his career. But he's got a Hall of Fame case, don't you think?
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's actually made the most Pro Bowls as a Bengal besides, besides Anthony Munoz. So yeah, well, okay, that's guys, a, that's a good. Goodbye. That to right, keep, right. Yeah. yeah. Number 27, a defensive end across the state. Brandon Graham, 32 this year.
1: Well, oh, he's older than I thought. Yeah. Some of these been guys are Yeah, and when you said Brandon Brooks too, I'm like, oh wow, he's over 32. Um
0: yeah, Graham's still okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number twenty six, he's thirty one. He's uh with the Los Angeles Chargers. Cornerback Casey Hayward. Yeah, he's a high quality player. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of star power on that defense. Uh number twenty five, this was gonna surprise people that this guy is thirty two years old. He's older than people think. Quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill.
1: Yeah, you got to think. I mean, he was a receiver for a while in A and M, so he didn't was an come old, out. he was he an was older an old player rook. coming out. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't um, guess he's thirty two though. Thirty
0: two is yeah. I mean, right. I And mean, they signed him to a longer term deal. I mean,
1: he was only a, a dolphin for what four or five years. That was his rookie contract, right? And maybe they, they maybe they, they, bumped they, did yeah, they bumped him, him the, give point. him two or something more.
0: Another guy that's thirty two is kind of would kind of surprise people. Another quarterback. Kirk Cousins of the Vikings. Okay.
1: Yeah, you got to think he's RG3's age. He's a lot of age.
0: He's 32 years old. And I, don't, come, I think he came out as a senior, too. Comes in at number 24. Those two, like, I don't think they're, they're close the same, to yeah. being done, though. No, I don't, I don't mean, think so either. The way yeah.
1: quarterbacks play, they, they easy yeah, get you six to eight years yeah, out of those guys. Yeah, really,
0: absolutely. You know? Number 23, 31 years old. He ranks higher than this in a lot of lists uh, because of his name value. That would be Ravens safety, safety, Earl Thomas. Okay. Comes in at 23. I thought his play slipped a little bit last year in terms it of. He was my
1: 12th safety I, yeah. I ranked the other day. He's
0: no longer a top 10 guy. No, but he's, no still so. he's still a good player.
1: He's still a good player yeah. and a valuable addition
0: for them. It worked out well. Uh, number 22. He's 31 years old. Los Angeles Raiders, or Las Vegas Raiders, uh, center, Rodney Hudson.
1: He might be the best center in the league. I don't think there's one that stands above the rest. There's five or six that are in the conversation. Interesting
0: but. that you'd say that because there's another center on this list next at number 21. Alex Mack? It is not Alex Mack. It is Jason Kelsey. Of Kelsey's the Eagles. older. Okay. He's
1: 31. Okay. I might prefer Kelsey, too. I mean, Kelsey's the most mobile. They're both really good.
0: Yeah, he's on number 21. Number 20. This guy's been around for a long time. He's finally starting to get his due. Um, it's taken him a, a few years to, to kind of find his footing in the league, but he's played well last year. Uh, that would be New Orleans Saints outside linebacker Demario Davis. He's 31.
1: Okay. Yeah, he's played very, very well. And do-it-all downhill guy. That defense has a lot of good players, yeah. too.
0: Yeah. Another linebacker. Uh, next up here, uh, this guy, is hard to believe he's 30 already, uh, but he is. That would be Tampa Bay linebacker Levante David. He's had a great career. Yeah. I mean. Very quietly.
1: Very quietly. They haven't won a ton of games during his stint. I mean, I think Keekly and Wagner are the best linebackers of this generation, but he might be third.
0: Number 18. we got a couple more quarterbacks here. I might disagree with the order here. Uh, the 18, they have Drew Brees. Okay.
1: I'll, I'll Which means the at others.
0: 17, they have Tom Brady. If you gave me a choice between the two right now. I think I'd probably take Brees. I would take Breeze over Brady. Right. Think he's Breeze the, had a better year. I think he's the better player right now. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, it wouldn't shock me if I changed my mind a year from now. but Yeah, I mean, Brady could right. go out and
0: have a great season. He's got weapons and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Not going to be playing in the New England weather anymore, so maybe he stays a, a little more. I think
1: Breeze played better than him last year. Yeah, I do too. Yeah.
0: Number 16, 32-year-old cornerback Richard Sherman.
1: He's still hanging on. I mean, If you want to cut on him, he's somewhat of a system guy. They play more of that Seattle cover three than any team in the league in San Francisco now. It's what he does well. He doesn't get out of his comfort zone. But he's still hard to play against. He is. yeah, Absolutely. I bet he's a Hall of Famer when it's said and done. Probably. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, 15. uh, Free safety. We talked about him a lot yesterday when you were doing your safety rankings. Mm -hmm. Harrison Smith of the Minnesota Vikings. 31 years old.
1: Yeah, still going strong. I think I had him like sixth. But, yeah, yeah. Still a very
0: good player. Still a very good player. This this next one one that, older than that the Browns let get away and this one I mean at one point they, the Browns had um Joe Thomas at left tackle, this guy at right tackle and center Alex Mack at center. Mitchell Schwartz um and They gave away for nothing that year too. Yeah.
1: That was one of the dumber Browns off-seasons. Yeah. They just let like six starters walk away. That was the strength of walk your away. You had an offensive line. Right. You actually had a line. And and Zeitler would have been there shortly after too. Yeah, you know I mean they mean? had a
0: line built and they just let those guys go.
1: Right. Yeah. They, you could you could rebuild without blowing it up. Yeah.
0: He's number fourteen, and they had cap. They always have cap space. Right. They it's weren't like, paying anybody.
1: And you end up with one hundred and twenty million dollars in cap space, but nobody wants nobody to, wants to go there. Right. I mean, just keep
0: yeah. keep Schwartz crazy. May Schwartz be with you. Number thirteen, he's a linebacker, middle linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks. Wagner, Bobby Wagner. Yeah. He's okay. thirty years old this year. Yeah.
1: He's still going strong. I I, I thought he slipped just a little. But since Keekly, he's the best around. Yeah.
0: Number 12. If we'd have had this conversation maybe last year, who knows? Maybe not. uh, But uh, he might have been higher. uh, But he's 12 this year. He's 31 years old. J.J. Watt.
1: Yeah. It's funny. My next project is doing edge ranks, and he counts as an edge. I might have him at, like, 15 because there's so many good edge guys. I mean, like, TJ Watt's going to be over JJ Watt. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be on the field.
0: But he's a Hall of Famer. He's one
1: of the best defense players that ever lived, yeah. in my opinion. I, I, I think mean, him and Aaron Donald are the best since L- LT.
0: You'll like this next one. Okay. Another quarterback, ranked ahead of Brady and Breeze. He's 32 years old. Quarterback for your Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Comes really coming off them. a good
1: year. Yeah. He outplayed those two by leaps and bounds last year.
0: Number 10. We're into the top 10 here. Uh, tra- change teams uh, much like Jarrell Casey this year uh, was traded. Uh, Calais Campbell the Ravens. He's 34 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many more years he's got on this list.
1: I was gonna say, I bet his snap counts start to dwindle. Yeah, you know, it's, it'd be smart. But
0: you get him for leadership. You get him for what he brings to the table. I think he was a Walter Payton Man of the Year. He was a Walter Payton yeah, Man yeah, of the yeah. Year last year. Yeah, good. Uh, you know, just a good addition to any uh, team. Yeah. He can do a lot of things for you. Um, number three, uh, number nine is coming off of a down season. Uh, Still uh, considered a top player, though that being uh, a 31-year-old Broncos edge rusher, Von Miller.
1: I have no worries about him. Yeah, I mean he could be one. I don't know who's one, but he could be one. (laughs) It's a good list when Von Miller is ninth (laughs) on your list, and he is coming off a down year, but no worries.
0: Number eight. This guy's uh, uh, another one of those edge guys, although he plays it a little bit differently. Uh, New Orleans Saints Cameron Jordan. He's 31.
1: People don't realize he's a top 10 defensive player in the league, basically. Yeah. For the last three 15 years 15 and a half so. sacks last year. Right. I,
0: think, I think he had eight of them in that game against the Falcons late in the year because <laughs> yeah. he was just killing whoever, whoever yeah. was trying to block him last yep. year in that game. Now Another quarterback really well. on this list, number seven. Is that guy on TV? This that guy on TV? <laughs> 35-year-old Matt Ryan.
1: 35. 35. Wow. Maybe. How long is he going to go? I mean, I don't think he's showing age.
0: In terms of his, he's never the most mobile guy, but he would at least run a little bit, escape, and he can't do it anymore. If you watched, again, I referenced that game against the Saints last year, late in the year, they were bringing the kitchen sink at him. Mm -hmm. They couldn't block it, and he couldn't get away from it.
1: And to back up that point, what did the Falcons do last year? They used two first-round picks on offensive linemen. Yeah, right. I mean,.
0: He just, uh, at one point in his career, he could at least get out of the pocket and Mm -hmm. escape a little bit. He can't do it anymore. No,
1: and that's a problem. Yeah. You know, you have to plan accordingly if you're the team.
0: At number six, he's now 30 years old. Kind of hard to believe. Uh, Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey.
1: That's pretty strong. Yeah. nice. Wouldn't uh, have guessed he's 30. Yeah. No, I I didn't think so either. It's a little bit of cheating. That's like when a golfer leaves the tour and goes to the senior tour. like. Dude, (laughs) I've been on the senior tour for 15 years, (laughs) and you're the new guy. You just were just playing against Tiger.
0: We still haven't gotten to that Steeler player yet, but here he is at number five on this list. Get he didn't get much respect in the overall top 100. He gets respect on this list. Cameron Hayward comes in at number five at 31. Uh, He's the fifth best uh, guy. I like to see him over Kelsey. Yeah, I, wow. mean, I mean, over I'm Kelsey, that, over, over honest, some of these right. other defensive right, linemen right, right. who were ranked ahead of him. Cam Jordan, yeah, example. Yeah, those right. guys were all ahead of him on that list. He's They're not ahead of him on this one. Good. Uh, yet another quarterback on the list at number 4, and I think I might disagree with this one. Hmm. He's 36. The Packers just drafted their quarterback yeah. of the future. Aaron Rodgers at number 4. That might be more on... I mean, I get it. I mean, Your like legacy. Breeze and Brady, yeah.
1: Brady, they deserve an awful lot of respect. But we often say, I mean, it's been three years since he's played well. Though. Is he the best?
0: Yeah. Is he still playing the best quarterback of the guys on this list, though? That's the question. I think Stafford outplayed all these guys last year. He just didn't but play he got all hurt. season, right? Yeah. Um, Rogers. Even you notice Rivers is on the list. Yeah, Rivers is not on the list. Has not been mentioned to that. Number three, and this is another guy that's surprising that he is of this age. Um, He's been around, I guess, longer than I think. He did play for the Patriots. Chandler Jones comes in at number three. He's 30 years old.
1: Just over 30. Okay. I mean, he was a Defensive Player of the Year type guy last year. Yeah. He should be ahead of Cam.
0: Uh, Number two. Another wide receiver, or actually the only wide receiver on this list on the uh, over 30 group. That's the only one. Topkins of Julio Julio Jones. Julio. I should have known that. Number two.
1: I'm not sure he's quite what he used to be, but what he used to be was like one of the best players I've ever lived. Yeah. So, I mean, I have I no with problem that. with him being two. He's still awesome.
0: The number one guy is the first, the top quarterback on this list. It might be the top quarterback in the league. That would be Russell Wilson.
1: That's yeah, an easy one, then. 31. Yeah. yeah. 31.
0: There'd years be a big on.
1: gap after him, actually, yeah. for me. Those other guys are great. But... I don't
0: know that. I mean, you got Wilson at one and then Rodgers at four. I don't know that it's that close.
1: No, I don't think they're even close at all. I think there's all. some
0: other players in there that.
1: Right. Yeah, Cam Jordan's better than Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's some dudes that after Rodgers. And I respect the heck out of him, but he's just not playing at that level right now.
0: Yeah, the thing about uh, when you look at Cameron Hayward, he led all defensive linemen in solo tackles last year. Did he? Uh, which is nuts. He had 83 total tackles last year. His previous high for his career was 59. Hmm. That 89-83 tackles, I looked it up. I actually went back through all the Steeler record books. It was the most since – I'm trying to remember now. I I have this in my notes at home. It was the most for a Steelers defensive lineman since Donald Evans, I believe, in 1993. Wow.
1: I mean, I was trying to think who would even be high because a lot of those guys are eating double teams with LeBeau. Not only that, but
0: teams just didn't run against them. They didn't try.
1: Did Cam's – you probably know this off the top of your head. Cam's snap count had to be very high.
0: It was high, yes. Yeah. Um, and teams ran the ball a lot against him. But he mm-hmm. was so very active. Right. And as they, there, there's an interesting stat in here. Um, they said that the Steelers allowed the third fewest yards per rush, as we've talked mm-hmm. about. In the league, despite despite deploying a light box, which is six or fewer defenders in the box, the highest percentage of run plays, 59.6 per NGS. Really? I'm surprised I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am. I'm kind of surprised. The first time I'd seen that, I'm like, wow, that's that's an interesting stat.
1: Right. So they're saying on plays that were a run, yeah, the Steelers had six
0: more than any team in the league. Yeah. So the teams were getting the, the Steelers into their nickel defense and trying to run the football mm-hmm. against them. Um, you know, the, that's uh, the Steelers also led the league in tackles for a loss. That certainly helps with the with the uh, yards per rush average. Sure. But if they're running a lot against your nickel, you're going to give up some yards.
1: No, well, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, as a rule of thumb, in a perfect world, which, of course, never, ever exists, if you come to the line of scrimmage and all things equal and the box is light, you run. If it's not, you don't. Yeah. And I wonder if that was – I'm t- trying to think why the Steelers would be one. I wonder if it's just an extreme compliment. Like, we're not going to bother if you got an extra guy in there.
0: Again, I think it goes back to what we talked about, especially in the second half of the season. Don't put the ball in harm's way against that yeah, defense. Yeah, that probably is a lot. When to in to doubt, do. run the
1: ball. When in doubt, run the ball. Play a conservative. We don't have to. Well, back to the point we had a million times, we don't have to be forced to throw ever. Ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and don't want to. And you still lead leading sacks.
0: Yeah. Which is crazy.
1: Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyways, that is the uh, top 30 over 30. A lot of the people, you know, there's a top 25 under 25. They do the 30 over 30 mm-hmm. for this one. Uh, but Cam uh, Hayward coming in on that list. Um, if they have this list again next year, you think of any Steelers that uh, break their way onto this. How old's
1: like Pouncey and DeCastro? Pouncey and DeCastro
0: are both over 30 now.
1: They didn't make the list.
0: Kind of surprised you didn't make the list, yeah.
1: I mean, Patrick Peterson, I think, was number 30. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the guys at the bottom.
0: Um, You had the two centers that were on there as well already. I don't
1: have a problem with Mack, or with Hudson and Kelsey going ahead of Pouncey. We're I mean, they were the to... only two. I don't, I don't think there's any guards on the list. Joe
0: Hayden doesn't make this list. I mean, it's a, right. it's a good uh, – when you start at 30 with Patrick Peterson. Yeah.
1: I mean – I was going to say, 30 is far from a death sentence anymore. Yeah. No there's kidding. a lot yeah. – I mean, there's an awful high percentage of the league that's – Thirty or above playing really well.
0: I'm just thinking of anybody else that uh, would be potentially into that.
1: Uh, I mean, it's a goofy way of thinking, but when you said this list, I'm like, we're gonna get like Larry Fitzgerald and Tom Brady and those, all these. Yeah, like, yeah old, Larry Fitzgerald old dudes. didn't make it. He's not. He shouldn't. He's, he's yeah, he right, shouldn't. Right, right. Right. Those other it's, guys it's not are the better. 35 yeah. over 35 list.
0: But there's some guys on here that you would think <laughs> might drop off. Um, you know, I mean, Can Geno Atkins make it at 33? I would think you know, the guys he's that rely just, on, on the explosion way on. He's, yeah, are going to be out.
1: hard to maintain. Brandon
0: Graham at 32. I it? would bet he's out of yeah. it, right? Because um, there's a new
1: just like every year, there's a new crop of 30-year-olds kicking you off the list. Yeah, right. That's the problem. All those 29-year-olds are chomping at the bit to kick <laughs> him <off. laughs> To get onto that list. <laughs> right, right. I want to be on it. but <laughs> knock Brandon Graham off.
0: <laughs> he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to uh, this Training Camp Report here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is the Training Camp Report, uh, our hour f- four for us today as we've done is, the shows yeah. every day. We're wrapping up the day's events. Uh, Matt, one thing I wanted to talk about today uh, before we got done, okay. um, the NFL this year going to a seven-team format in the, uh, for Post- the postseason. Right, right. Um, so I wanted to ask you, which of the teams that didn't make the playoffs hmm. last year are the most likely okay. to make it? So I'm going to run through the teams in the AFC. You have the Steelers. The Jets, the Colts, the Raiders, Broncos, Browns, Jaguars, Chargers, Dolphins, Bengals. There's three that stand out there.
1: And the Steelers and Colts come to mind immediately. And the Steelers would have been number seven, as people know, anyway. Colts are the favorite in their division. Yeah,
0: and I think the Chargers Chargers would have been my third pick. Yeah,
1: I I thought. I'm surprised you said them when you said there's three that stood out. I'm, I'm like. Hmm. I, I didn't think they'll like the Chargers as much as I do, but people are picking I hear some
0: people are picking the Browns to be that second wild card or the third wild card. And I don't know like if they lose three of their four games to the Ravens and Steelers, it's gonna be awfully tough no, for a them to yeah. uphill climb. And
1: I don't mean the Browns bash, but we've saw I bet the early season's rough on them. I think it's, it's gonna change. On them. I think they're over under win totals at like eight and a half. Yeah. Which basically is like the seventh playoff team, you know, give or take, I would think. I would go under. And here's the thing.
0: Okay, so you got the Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs, Bills, Texans, Titans as the playoff teams last year. Who do you like? History. To fall out? History tells us that at least two of those, maybe three of those teams, fall out. I think the Patriots fall out. I would say the Bills and the Patriots, but that's not going to happen because someone's going to win the division. One of them's going to win the division. I don't think that's it's going probably be a little the harsh Patriots. to say about the Bills. I think the Bills yeah. will end up. In the I think they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, and then I think that the uh, if I look at it, it the Texans are the other team that probably fall out of it. The problem is and they would be my picks too, it'd
1: definitely be Houston, New England. Those teams go every year.
2: Right. <laughs> I know yeah. things have
1: changed and but O'Brien and Belichick, for better or worse, especially O'Brien because, I mean they're they barely get in and they're they're not a contender. He gets his team in the postseason every year.
0: And yeah. now he get one more slot than usual. They usually win the division. Uh, Over in the NFC, you got the Bears, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Falcons, Cardinals, Panthers, Giants, Lions, Redskins. I think there's two teams there that stand out.
4: Mm,
1: uh, Can you run through them again? I was only half listening.
0: Bears, Cowboys, Buccaneers, (laughs) Falcons, Cardinals, Panthers, Giants, Lions, Redskins. Cowboys and Bucks. Cowboys and Bucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: Cowboys barely missed it, right? Didn't it come down to they like— They were 8-8. They lost the tiebreaker. Lost the tiebreaker.
0: No, they didn't. The Eagles actually went 9-7. I'm sorry. I think they beat the Cowboys in 17 to finish or ends. something.
1: I forget yeah. exactly how that went. I should remember. But they were neck and neck in a bad division last year. Barely missed it. Um, I think McCarthy helps them a lot, though. Yeah, uh,
0: the teams that made it were the Saints, Packers, 49ers, Seahawks, Vikings, Rams, Eagle. I'm sorry, Eagles made it ahead of the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Eagles Rams won were in, the division. The Rams were in that group as well of teams that didn't make. They it. were number seven as well. Yeah, I like.
1: See, I, I don't think the Vikes or Packers are very good. One of them probably wins that
0: division, though. Yeah, probably. I, I, I would think probably only lean, one team from the North goes. I would though. probably lean towards the Packers just because they, I mean, yeah. Yeah. they have uh, got the better quarterback. And they're
1: much like they were last year. The Vikings took more hits. Yeah. Um, but I don't think a second team from the North goes.
0: No, I, I think uh, the Saints are going to be in the well playoffs. Set in, right. I think the 49ers are going to be in the playoffs. I do too. I think the uh, Seahawks. They always go. They always seem to go. I always underestimate um, them. They always go. I think the. You get the. Eagles and Cowboys out of the East, potentially. Maybe at Certainly eight, one of the Eight and eight at nine and seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably once again. I mean, I wonder. I like, think what, the Vikings fall out.
1: I do too. I, I, I mean, what percent that the Eagles or Cowboys win the East? They both are probably at like 49%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't think the Giants or Redskins are slim, legitimate. Slim shots, yeah. right.
0: They don't have a shot at all.
1: Right. I mean, I can't see like the Bears or the Falcons. People talking about the Cardinals. I, I think I they think were five ten and one right? last year. I just
0: don't see them getting over who they got to get over in that division. What's their division record going to be? Three and three at best. At best. Yeah.
1: At best. If you had to put a dollar down, will the Rams be in the postseason? That's the toughest one of the NFC for me. Yeah. Because again, yeah. they were seven last year. They look a little worse. They were in a Super Bowl two years ago. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's not, a pretty good. They're team. not trash. I, mean, I don't think Goff's junk. I don't think McVay has been you know, the world swept by him and he, he doesn't know what tech he's doing anymore. I would probably lean towards they'd get in, but are three teams from the West going to go?
0: That's the tough part. Yeah, it's gonna, the tough I part, mean, it's right. really tough when, when you get three out of one division, mm-hmm. um, especially when one of the teams in division is, is really good. Like, I don't see three. You could, I don't see how you get three in the AFC West, for example, the AFC West. because the right. Chiefs are going to sweep them all. Right, right, right. Like, I think the Steelers or Browns can beat the Ravens at least once. Potentially, right. They did it last year. The Browns, I mean, you know, that was one of the Ravens' losses. The Steelers probably should have beat them here right. at Heinz Field. That that game was lost in overtime. We've often talked about the
1: Chiefs or the New Patriots in terms of owning their division, but even when they weren't by far the best team in that division, Andy Reid won every game in that division. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he just owned, owned it. that division yeah. before Mahomes. Right. I mean, which is pretty amazing. It's one of the best things about Andy Reid. Yeah. Um, so but that the, makes it tough. I mean, if you're Three and three in your division at best if you're Denver, yeah. San Fran, or, you know, now you got go to go six and idea. four in your, you know, outside right, right, of division right. just right. to get to in the right. yeah, That makes it rough. So, good point.
0: Yeah. He is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the drive, I'm sorry, not the drive, training camp report here on uh, Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break when we come back. We're going to hear from Mike Tomlin, the uh, Steelers head coach, addressed the media earlier today. Uh, we're going to play that back for you right after this. Steelers training camp media availabilities are presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, Matt, we're going to hear from Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin here. Uh, He spoke to the media earlier today, talked about Ben Roethlisberger, talked about some of the COVID rules, opt-out, the potentials of opt-outs that didn't happen then Mm -hmm. for the Steelers. Uh, So... uh,
4: all, right in to to it. Yeah. all in all, it's
0: been a really good week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it really
1: has. I mean, Ben coming back, nobody opts out. You know, thing they added a guy or two here recently.
4: So, yeah, things are happening in the right direction. Yeah,
0: so uh, let's hear what the Steelers head coach had to say today.
4: Good morning, all. Um, you know, we're doing similar things this week as we did a week ago since the last time we talked. Um, we're excited about getting an opportunity to instruct these guys um, in a physical way, in a classroom setting. Uh, different than the spring. Uh, we're getting an opportunity to, to, to show that learning on our feet in a walkthrough set, setting and we're taking advantage of that. And lastly, we're getting an opportunity to, to display conditioning or improve conditioning. And we've gotten a good sense of where the group is. Um, largely the veteran players are, are a highly conditioned group. They answered the challenge that we pre- presented to them in the off season when we work remotely and that is to come uh, in very good condition. That was the only thing that they could control, and that would kind of be a catalyst for us to move forward. We acknowledged that that was the jello that we couldn't get back in the box, if you will, if they showed up out of shape, uh, because it takes 12 weeks to have any real metabolic changes. We're all aware of that, so uh, that created the anxiety of working remotely in the off-season. So, so far, so good. Um, It's been fun infusing the young guys into that group as, as we as we go through these necessary things. Um, it is unusual to kind of be in the mode that we're in. We all, those of us that have been in this business, we kind of have an internal clock and there's things that you, you know, anticipate doing around August the 5th or so um, annually. And um, the fact that we're not there is an adjustment, but we're working to manage our emotions and focus on the things that we are able to do Um, And that's the things I outlined and we also continually acknowledge that we're not in any way behind because all the other 31 teams are structurally doing similar things or in the same place. So with that being said, I'll open it up for questions.
3: Okay. The first question is going to be from Ed Bouchette. Ed, go ahead. Morning, Mike. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Good. Thanks. Um, Acknowledging you're early into this, what improvements, at all, have you seen in Mason Rudolph, and what expectations do you have from entering his uh, third season?
4: We're not in the working stage yet, Ed, um, to to hit for him to have you know exhibited any um, significant improvements in any way, um, and, and so that's a tough answer. Um, we're we're looking forward to him. Taking a significant step this year. I think that's a reasonable thing uh, as he continues to mature, not only through time spent with us, but experience and exposure. And he's gotten some in game exposure. Um, you know, it's going to be an issue for him not to get those quality preseason snaps that are so valuable for a young developing quarterback. But all the young developing quarterbacks have to deal with those circumstances this year and other positional players. It's just a A function of where we are here in 2020.
3: Okay the next question is going to be from Mike Pursuta from WDVE. Mike go ahead.
2: Got me now? Mike what's going on? Not too much Mike. Uh, I'm I'm curious you mentioned you had a chance to actually address the group that have you done a team meeting, and if so, how do you do that? Uh, you take them into the great hall and use a megaphone? Or
4: how's how's
2: the social distancing uh, protocols work out?
4: You know, we're 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 doing different things, and we're taking this transitional or this conditioning period, um, if you will, to to try different things because we're all going into an environment now where you got some unusual considerations. For example. Um, Today in my morning team meeting, I met with the veteran players in person and I had all assistants and rookies uh, view that team meeting remotely from other parts of the building, either via a handheld device, iPad, or so forth, or we have uh, some in-house television monitors that they can tune in on a channel anywhere within the building and and, and and participate in that meeting. So, you know, that's just part of normal procedure for us for 2020. We're not gonna run away from that. Uh, we're gonna try different things to become familiar with all the technology at our disposal in an effort to have the best learning and teaching environment. So that process is ongoing. That's just an example of how we did it today. All right, the next question is from Will
3: Graves from the Associated Press. Will, go ahead. Hey Mike, I uh, appreciate you taking the time this morning. I know today's the opt-out day for veteran for players. To your knowledge, has anybody chosen to take that route yet? And then what, is given, what gives you confidence the NFL will,
4: will be able to sort of pull this off? We've seen the obstacles that Major League Baseball has faced as they've tried to get going. You know, I, I acknowledge that today is the opt-out uh, deadline, if you will. Um, I, I don't have any knowledge of anybody on our team uh, that has any strong considerations in that way. Um, if that were the case, like I mentioned earlier, um, that is a very ind- individual decision, one that we all – uh, would understand and respect and adjust. Um, and, and secondarily, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know that I'm extremely confident. Um, I, I respect the challenges that this, this circumstances has presented to, to other leagues. Um, and, and some of which we're witnessing. Um, I think we're all, you know, proceeding with caution and working extremely hard not to become part of that. And, um, You know, we've got some people in leadership positions, Dr. Sills, and other medical professionals that have led the charge for us globally in the NFL. And we're working our tails off to adhere to it and hoping that 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 is enough coupled with, obviously, personal decision making that needs to be exhibited continually by our guys throughout the course of this. Okay, next question. Jerry Dulac from the Post-Gazette.
3: Jerry, go ahead. Uh, Mike, hi, I have to assume that you watched Ben throw on uh, Monday and Tuesday, I believe it was. Just curious um,
2: uh, what you saw, what you thought of uh, what you evaluated with uh, with Ben.
4: You know, I'm extremely comfortable with where he is in the process. Um, it's been great communication from and, and through him and, and the medical professionals um, through his rehab uh, process. I did watch him throw. Um, you know, I didn't, see anything that was alarming in any way. His velocity is excellent. Uh, maybe his ty- his spiral could be a little tighter. Uh, I've seen it tighter, but nothing to alarm you in any way. Um, we're gonna continue to proceed and, and proceed appropriately with him in an effort to, to have him ready to go uh, when we step into a stadium.
3: Thanks, Mike.
4: Next one, Joe Rudder from the Trib.
3: Joe, go ahead. Mike. Um... You you talk about the development of players from year one to two. What specifically would you like to see from Devin Bush this year? And is communication going to be a big part of that?
4: You know, communication is a big part of of his general growth and development because of the position that he plays. Uh, He's a defensive quarterback, if you will, being an all situation linebacker, one that plays in all down and distances and circumstances. And so, you know, he's the type of guy that has to be a hub of communication Um, We were thoughtful about the things that we asked him to do in that regard a year ago. Um, He was challenged enough just to play and to to be as productive a member of the unit as he was for us. Uh, It's reasonable for us to expect him to take us a significant step uh, in those unofficial endeavors that kind of encompass his his position. And so, you know, we're working on usual things, and and he's displayed – you know, the usual maturational maturational process things. Uh, he showed up in great condition, and and that indicates an understanding of the nature of this thing that maybe he didn't have a year ago, and we'll proceed from there. But there are some unofficial things that he has to embrace, and that's the things that come with being defensive quarterback, if you will. Next one, Brooke Pryor,
3: ESPN.com. Brooke, go ahead. Hey, Mike, Uh, when we talked to Ben earlier this week, he talked about just the different perspective that he got on the sidelines, seeing the way the players communicate with each other, the way coaches communicate with players. And I was just curious, in the short time that you've had him back at practice this week, have you noticed a difference in the way that he communicates or his demeanor, leadership, anything like that? He sounded pretty excited uh, when he was talking to us earlier
4: this week. No. um, you know, I know you guys had had a chance to witness this. We haven't practiced yet. Um, we're, we're simply in classroom instruction and walkthroughs, and that's just further instruction, if you will, on your feet. So it hadn't been a lot of opportunity to to witness what you suggest, but I'm sure he's excited, and I'm sure that the group is excited to have him back and the leadership and experience that he brings. Thanks. Next one, Dale Lawley from Pitt, or DK Pittsburgh
3: Sports. Dale, go ahead.
0: Hey, Mike, uh, I'm just wondering, uh, you you signed uh, two veteran guys uh, in the past week. And when the regular season starts, because of the COVID rules in place, is there going to be a, a lag time on how guys are going to be able to be signed like that? Are they going to have to go through the same protocols, the testing uh, and, and all that stuff? Is there going to be like a three-day window when you sign
4: guys there, off the street? There is a lag time um, as we sit here today. Um, procedurally in terms of the acquisition or the working out of guys. Um, But, you know, as the COVID environment is changing daily, I would imagine so is our information and maybe even our policy. So the things that we're working under today may not be the things that we're working under uh, in terms of uh, as we push into the season, but that is the circumstance today. And that's why you got to be thoughtful about, kind of forecasting where you need to fortify your depth and so forth, because it will take a few days and an effort to get thoughts or plans into action in regards to the acquisition of players.
3: Next question is Aubrey Bruce from the Sentinel. Aubrey, go ahead. Hey coach, how you doing?
4: Great. Aubrey, how you doing?
3: I'm good. Quick question, coach. Last year was challenging to you because of all the multiple injuries and you still pulled off an eight and eight season, which I think was great, but now compounded with this COVID situation and you have a few unsure things from a personnel perspective, do you think this year might be a little bit more challenging?
4: You know, I always come into the season expecting it to be challenging. Um, you know, I've been on this job 14 years. I've been in the NFL 20 years and um there's always a challenge. What, what the challenge may be, or, or the, you know, the, the highlights, if you will, of the challenge, um, you know, it's, t- it's difficult to forecast, but just from a mentality standpoint, uh, I think we all who have been in this thing, uh, come into this time of year, ready to embrace and, and, and meet and hopefully overcome the challenges associated with the journey few more questions here. next one is Jenna Harner from
3: WPXI. Jenna, go ahead. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Um, kind of along the lines of what Brooke had asked a little bit, we, when we heard from Deontay yesterday, he kind of just spoke to this excitement, this different excitement that Ben has. And I know you guys haven't gotten out on the field, but how have you kind of seen the wide receivers room really respond to the way Ben has kind of come in here being back?
4: Again, sorry, we just, you know, it hadn't been a lot of opportunities for those type of things. Um, You know, we've got a new wide receiver coach in Ike Hilliard, and more than anything, the things that I've witnessed um, from that group is them getting familiar of of working with him on a day-to-day basis um, in an on-field setting and things of that nature in a classroom setting. Um, And and so they're very much in the get-to-know phase with their positional coach. And I think that that's probably the thing that's kind of moved to the forefront here at the initial stages. I'm sure that as we get into football and we compete a little bit, um, there'll be plenty of evidence of some of the things that you suggest.
3: All right. Two more questions. Jeff 93 93.7 The Fan. Jeff, go ahead. Hey, Mike. Um, just wondering how would you describe Vince Williams' role with this defense and how does he lead on that
4: unit? You know, in terms of his role, in terms of the division of labor, um, you know, that's why we come to camp. That's why we go through the things that we go through. Um, just in terms of having worked with, with Vince over the course of his career, um, he's a formidable run stopper. That is his niche. Um, he's always been really solid in that regard over the course of his career. He's worked to develop other aspects of his game. Uh, his rush is is something that has been noteworthy in recent years, his ability to to win as a blitzer versus backs is is an asset to us. And uh, his football intelligence and communication skills have always been a solid component of of his resume. So uh, we got a lot of respect for Vince and uh, we're excited about his contributions this year. And some of the details in terms of what his role might be and how it plays out will be determined through this process. Okay, final
3: one before Coach has another commitment. Um, Mark Caboli from The Athletic. Mark, go ahead.
4: What's up, Mike? Uh, My question is – Hey, what's going on? um, Not much. Um, With Munchak gone last year, you lost a voice in the offensive game planning room. Do you think losing that voice hurt? Plus, adding two seemingly strong opinion offensive people in Hilliard and Canada – uh, you think they'll be comfortable coming in with specific game plan ideas when Randy's putting things together? You know, I, I acknowledge that change and transition is not only a component of play, but also a component of coaching. And sometimes you lose quality people and you get a chance to acquire others. So, you know, some of the veteran expertise that we might have lost in a in a Munchak, we probably picked up uh, on the other side of the ball in the Terrell Austin, if you will. Um, there's strengths and weaknesses of staffs, just like there is a uh, football teams. And so I don't worry necessarily about uh, specific areas, just the totality of us need to be what, what, what our team needs us to be. And I'm excited about this year's new mix and the, and the strengths that they bring. And also um, I'm cautious about, you know, adjusting to some of the things that we might've lost through transition. I think that's just the component of, staff development just like it is um team development when you when you lose and, and acquire players and so forth.
0: That was Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin earlier today with the assembled media. Um that's the second time now he has spoken yeah. to us since the start of training camp and uh lots we'll of We're from stuff. Him regularly it sounds like right yeah I mean typically we time, would right. talk to him every day at training camp. We're probably not we're not gonna get that. No sure sure uh that's we that's actually perfect. will though once we start once they start the on the field stuff. Cool we'll, cool. we'll get to talk to him every day. He'll kind of wrap up the day days events. Uh, but right now, he's uh, so good
1: in front of a mic too. I mean, just yeah. there's so
0: much that you want to ask him because there's 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 so much unknown right now, out there right now. That's why I I you're pulling him, your hair out. That's why I asked him about the that, right. you know the whole thing with the with the veteran guys. You know what's what's the deal with this? I mean, mm-hmm. what's the deal with veteran guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. Uh, we want to thank Mike Pursuta for stopping by, as he does every day from 6 to 7. We want to thank Wesley Euler uh, for keeping us here on the air, Wes, uh, putting in a long day as well, as have I, Dale Lally. Uh, but we want to thank you for listening to all the good Steelers talk here on Steelers Nation Radio. That was the Training Camp Report.